My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Perhaps we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. We have a great show today. Today, we are joined by Brian CanCon. And Clay Perico will join us here in a bit, but without any further ado, we got lots to talk about. And so welcome, welcome, Brian. Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas, a little late, but Merry Christmas. Actually, I did, I did say Merry Christmas to you on Christmas. So there's that. Yes, sir. You did. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys had a great holiday. We did. So we, we have some explosive stuff that's happening with this Carrie Lake deal. Very big. And Jordan, Jordan um, chased through the parking lot. <laughs> Scott, uh, um, what's his name? Is it Scott Richter? Scott? No, no, no. Scott no. Jarrett. Jarrett. Jarrett, yeah. And yep. uh, d- didn't get an answer from him. He, he's not so brave when he's not sitting in a courtroom, you know, surrounded by his uh, comrades. He's only bra- he's only brave when he gets coached the next day. You know, on day one of that trial, he said one thing, and then on the second day, when he got coached up and he had his own counsel questioning him, he was all smiles. It was it was actually, you know, they they basically threw him the softballs and he swung away and 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 missed. But uh, you know, at the same time, gave us some absolutely incredible information. It's it's going to be uh, a hell of an interview with Clay. I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with him yesterday. So just a w- wealth of knowledge that did not make it into this trial. Why didn't it make it into the trial? You know, to be, to be honest with you, I, I think the judge, I, I don't know. See, I'm not, a, I'm not an attorney, so I don't really understand the ins and outs, the strategies and all that stuff. But I feel like the two counts that they actually looked at the tabulators and the uh, and the chain of custody. I feel like those two were precursors that should have led to more investigation. So, in other words, you know, I always use the I always use the term of the murder, right? The the, the crime scene with a murder. So you're a detective and you walk in and there's a body. Okay, now you've said there's a body right there. Look, it's got gunshot wounds. Now we need to investigate the murder further. Well, this is the same thing. The tabulators in the chain of custody is the body, and they've now shown the gunshot wounds. That would be the 19-inch, 20-inch ballots, the chain of custody documents that are missing. You now have probable cause that this person was murdered. Let's investigate further. And so from there, the way that that trial should have gone, at least in my opinion, is that once the tabulators were found out, okay, now we, we get into the machines. We figure out who made those adjustments. Were the adjustments pre-existing? Why did they go on for three elections and nobody ever brought it up? 
with the chain of custody. You look at the chain of custody and you say, okay, there was a huge violation here. Was it exploited? Did anybody exploit this chain of custody? How do you do that? You look at the signatures, you look at the voter rolls, you do a canvas of the neighborhoods and find out like Liz Harris and James Knox did in 2020. Did you vote? If so, how did you vote? This is how we get to the bottom of this. And at least the judge allowed this to get on the table because now the probable cause is there and people are going to see the probable cause and question what happened as a result of that. But I mean, and I, and I don't want to be devil's advocate. I, I, I was on a show, I was on this show before the Kerry Lake verdict. And as soon as I saw the judge, I said, the verdict's in, he's going to, he, it's a fixed, this is a fixed race. And um, everyone got mad at me for that. But I want to point this out because I think it's important. We have the Twitter files, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 5.0, 6.0, 8.0, right? We, we have all these, this, these different files that are dropping that show that the FBI acted to destroy and take away basic fundamental constitutional rights. And we, we know that these are crimes that were committed against Americans, crimes that are committed against the entire country, yet nothing happened. Here we are again. We have more evidence. We've had evidence for the last two years, massive amounts of evidence that show absolute fraud in the machines and in the mail-in ballots. It's not The machines were designed to defraud the American people and stop. And knowing that, Brian, what's the recourse? The judges are all, I mean, seemingly aren't, don't have any courage. They're feckless, cowards. What's the recourse? I, that's a great question. That's the million dollar question right now. When you prove all this and you show all this and nobody will lift a finger to do anything about it, what is the recourse? Million dollar well, question. Well, I don't think we can do, you know, and again, I don't think we can. I'm going to say this again. I think we actually can. I just think that we are putting ourselves in a position where, um, where we're pushing ourselves to where we only have one option. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Right? And that well, we're, we're, we're definitely way too comfortable, Joe. I agree. Until we get uncomfortable, until people are 
are, are suffering and, and people are suffering right now, but it's widely unreported. Nobody's talking about, you know, nobody in the mainstream is talking about people that right now are having to make a, de- a decision between heating their home because gas prices and, and energy costs have gone through the roof, uh, heating their home and buying food because at the same time, food has gone through the roof. And what did Joe Biden's administration just do the other day is they signed this new EPA regulation to to regulate uh, nitrogen, nitrogen oxide that's being emitted by by trucks and getting rid of it by, you know, I think 2027 all the way up to 2045 in light of these green new semi trucks. Well, do you know what that's going to do to the to the trucking industry? That is going to absolutely annihilate the trucking industry. The Teamsters, it's it's going to turn this into uh, mega corporations running the trucking industry and the small mom and pop. Uh, operations are no longer the, the, the team drivers are no longer going to be able to afford to compete in this market. And that's going to drive the prices up and uh, through the roof to the point where the only thing people are doing is consuming food. And, and, and that's it. We can't we can't do anything else. Well, and we did see that uh, the deaf fluid, the number one producer of deaf fluid was told to cut back their production. Otherwise, they were going to embargo them in, in, in an effort to actually cause more pain for the American people. And they testified in front of Congress that that was the case. And so here we are, we're, you know, down this rabbit hole of, you know, what, what is it going to take for the American people to actually stand in the gap and do what's necessary? Um, Brian, we have, we have Clay is on, he's ready to come on and, 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 uh, and kind of talk about some more information. I did get a chance to watch your interview with Clay and it was fire. I think right after I was like, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I saw it actually in the chat. I was like, "Hey, hey, we got a fan from there." Um, yeah, Clay. Clay's incredible. I mean, what a patriot, man! The stuff that he's done. Let's go ahead and bring him on, Clay. Welcome to the show. Oh, we got hey, man, Clay. Thanks. Oh, you, you got me sooner. Well, uh, there we go. I'm he'll, doing he'll, this mobile. Oh, okay. I'll fix that? you. I got half of you. He'll, he'll fix you. There we go. Oh, All right. Yeah, just little, keep turning that keep, way. Keep turning that way. Keep turning. Keep turning a little bit more that way. Other way. <laughs> Other way. There we go. Toward, no, now you're, well, there. there. Wait. Okay, you're just there. Towards the right Why side of Why don't you body. fix it? Because he's moving the whole time, so it'll just... But I, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. Okay, he'll fix you. Clay, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks. Sorry like, I'm late, but, you know... You look like Mr. Wilson, but the half half of the head. He'll fix that for us here in a second, though. Don't worry. Well, yeah, hopefully we can... It, it, am I getting there? It? We go. Perfect. There we go. How about that? Perfect. I just got to hold my phone at an angle, I guess. So, well, not really. He can fix it. Go back to where you're okay. comfortable, and we'll just talk, and then he'll fix the he'll oh, fix this, the picture. This, this is good. This is okay. good. He can fix it. So, Clay, welcome to the show. I, hey. I, I watched your. You're going to ask me? Yeah. Um, I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas. Let's put it that way. So, you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas. Your your testimony was um, unbelievable, and so was the other witnesses that were had rock solid evidence of malfeasance, and yet we didn't get what we wanted. Why? I to sum it up and and what we prayed for before before the ruling. Because I said, you know, we just, I, I asked that we, we pray for the judge, you know, to make the correct decision. And the thing was, was just somebody said, no, let's pray that he has the courage. Because that, 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 that was it, you know, that was the biggest thing of all, was him to have the courage to do the right thing. 
um, why he didn't and why he wrote the ruling to give those outs, I, I just don't know, you know, so. What didn't make it, I mean, well, maybe you could tell everyone what didn't make it, and, you know, you guys, you and Brian talked a little bit about this on the interview that you had with, with Brian. What didn't make it into the, into the trial? I, Joe, I got to tell you, I had never been inundated with so much evidence. It was just, there was just so much of it. And it, and it was a good thing. And, and like I told Brian the other day, it was, it was a good thing that some of the counts were thrown out because we just simply did not have the time. We just simply did not have the time. And, um, and, and on the points that we hit, I thought were solid. I, I thought between the poll data and my evidence, you could link those delays were reflected in, and we, and yes, it's poll data and it had a range, but that low end of the range w was enough to affect the election outcome. And to me, that was just it. That was it. But Heather, oh my gosh, because, because other things in my declaration I wanted to cover were the chain of custody violations because those are pure statute violations. They broke the law by not having that, you know, and, and, and in my declaration, and one of the poll workers, their affidavit, and they witnessed it. Their hand receipt was taken from them, which is a violation, right? And then they witnessed at the transport drop-off place somebody already breaking the seals. You don't do that in the chain of custody. It that that seal should remain until it gets to its destination and it's transferred. That's that's stuff that I, I mean to me would be a criminal investigation. So, but you know, well, why again, I'm not an attorney. And I think it was you, I'm pretty sure, that said it. This just goes to show you what kind of big evil we're up against. You know, it's they're going to all levels to block it. I, I honestly, I knew we were going to have to be on appeal, but I thought it would Hobbs that would be appealing. You know, every, everybody knew it was going to appeal no matter what. But honestly, because the way they said it, and they set it up to say, Oh, this is just average. You know, this happens all the time. It's just one of those glitches. It's a hiccup. So it's like it's a, it's no big deal. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just dumbfounding, especially from my point of view where I look at the technical, it's, the science is there. You, you know, there's, I, I laid out the options and here's the thing. They're not accidental changes, period, you know? Why so much time spent on the 19-inch ballots versus the 20-inch ballots? That's that's because I, I had discovered that in one image file that I saw. Then I saw it through other screenshots and stuff. And, and Did we just lose Clay? We lost Clay. Oh, I thought it was me. Yeah, we lost him there. I thought it was my soundboard going out because it just went. Uh, well, we'll get him. We'll get him right back on when he comes back on. Brian, jump in and ask questions because some of the things that. Um, you, okay, go ahead, come on back in. There you go. You got yeah, me? I got. Gotcha. Yeah, we got you, Clay. Clay, yeah. I want to. I want to ask so, something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, but but what I was getting at is um, knowing knowing the programming. Uh, did y'all get that portion? Knowing how the program works and 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 how it would feed in a scanner and all those things. That those changes can't you, you can't accidentally do those. Those two options of either manipulating the printer or it happening at the application OS level, which w most likely, if you did it, you would do it via the definition, um, the the ballot definition, and messing with the style. Um, those two things that that those are intentional changes. You can't accidentally do that. Now, whether the intent was malicious or not, but those are steps that you did, right? It it, it just astounded me that they couldn't see that, and the way the judge just ran off with the uh, oh well, all the ballots. If it was the definition, would have been saying there are fifteen. Oh well, it varied from all heard so many numbers, twelve to thirteen thousand, up to fifteen thousand different ballot styles, right? And a voting center, you go in, you can you can live anywhere, so you would be picking a different ballot style. Brian gave a, a solid logical thing. If the printer was adjusted, yes, it would affect all the ballots printed, no matter what style it was, right? That that was solid. But the judge, the judges, you know, assumptions in that it would that it would affect it, all of them was incorrect. And, and that's part of the thing I'm trying to clarify all this. Matter of fact, I owe Kurt a call because he still doesn't understand one of the things I explained to him, you know. And that's a problem. It's a problem that most yeah. people don't understand tech. That's why they can't yeah, fathom that the, that the crime is in the machines. It's because they can't fathom that it could happen in the machines because they don't understand technology. They don't understand code. They don't understand that I could hide... I could hide the Empire State Building inside a code. Yep. I could write and, a code to me. And believe me, we're... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And, 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 that's the, and that's the thing. And that's what I had to explain um, last night. You know, when I was doing Brian things, I was already had a Zoom call um, meeting that, that was going on. Because and, and, we're still looking at the data. And, and there's, there's a lot of peculiarities that are in the CVRs and the S-log files. Um, and then, and I had to explain to a couple of them because they're just pure math, you know, they're mathematics and analytical people. But I said, no, listen, you understand the logs are supposed to be solid, but a programmer wrote the logs, right? So they could tell you one thing and it's not really truly accurate. And that's, that's the, that's the biggest thing of all in the, but two, for it to list what it lists and the discrepancies we've seen, it, it just makes you scratch your head. You really need to, you need to grab the systems and find out what's going on. You know, I'm mean, it. That's the Source only way code? you can answer a lot of this stuff. Source code, yes, and, and, and even just looking at the overall system because when you get certain logs, there's like, these these S logs are only the the voting system application logs, right? They're not the rest of the system, and there are events that you can look at. I, I'm just Joe. I'm telling you. I look for the spottiness because that's all they mentioned. They never mentioned the 19-inch the image and, and the margin issue, even though I know that's what I wanted to find because that points to they weren't being honest with the public, with the residents of Maricopa and those voters, and, and they kept on repeatedly saying it. But I, I understand systems. I understand the mechanical stuff, and when you're – the explanation they gave about changing the other trace settings didn't make any sense. And then the spottiness I saw on the actual ballots, it for a mechanical 
error to happen like that with those fusers in the heat settings, there's certain patterns and things that would happen. And what I can tell you is I was scratching my head. I was getting agitated because this made no sense from what I physically saw on the ballots as far as the spottiness to to the what would be expected. I maybe saw two, maybe three ballots that actually had what would happen if the fuser heat settings were off and, and that was the issue. Whether whether the fuser elements, the heating elements were going bad or, or, or whether it was the incorrect setting, right? I, I mean, I know you understand this, but it, it's just yeah, things that it, did not make the, sense. Explain it to the public because people don't understand what you mean by spottiness. And I know you're talking about right, the, the spottiness is basically, yeah, the, the the spottiness is where it's like you print something and it looks blurred or it, it looks like the ink's worn rubbed off and, and and for that a lot of white spaces is that there's two things that can cause that right and one of the affidavits actually said that the printers were in draft mode which would lighten the ink right because you don't want the full print you, it, it's and, and so that would cause spottiness. You wouldn't have the solid black filled in lines or if you were using color, the blues or reds or anything else. So th that's what the spottiness is, too. Another thing, spottiness would happen. And I'm going into my assumptions, but from the patterns I saw, they never really broke the timing marks. They were always still within the border. So, mm. hmm. Could that be some other program or script running that caused this? Because normally, spottiness, I would have broken border lines on the timing mark borders. And um, there, there's good examples. I had them in my declaration of how they actually check the timing marks. There's a tool for the ICCs that do this. But, but those things, those were just too peculiar. And they would be spottiness in one area and then not in the other area. And then all of a sudden, the other side of the ballot was printed perfectly. So spottiness is just like a bad copy, like your ink was running low on a printer. If Hopefully that's simplified it. I've been told, even when I try to dump things down, it's still too nerdy. But, so, you know. No, but, but how, Brian, go ahead. Yeah let, me, let me read, yeah, let me read something, Clay, from the judge's uh, decision here. And this was highlighted under the portion where he talked about your testimony. And he says, uh, under Clay Perik in the decision, he says, his primary contention was that the printer errors he saw reflected in the Arizona Revised Statute 16677 ballot review he conducted. The printing of a 19-inch ballot on a 20-inch ballot paper must have been done intentionally either by overriding the image file that was sent from the laptop to the printer or from the ballot em image definition side. However, if the ballot definitions were changed, it stands to reason that every ballot for that particular definition printed on every machine so affected would be printed incorrectly. As plaintiff's next witness indicates, that was not the case on election day. In either event, Mr. Parikh acknowledged that he had no personal knowledge of any intent behind what he believes to be the error. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medcare Network. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention, we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medicare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, 
Not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Go check them out. Did anybody actually validate that the the particular... So the way the vote center works, Clay, like you were saying, you have 12,000 ballot images, uh, definitions, ballot definitions that can be voted at any particular place. And so did anybody validate that a particular ballot, no. like one of the 12,000, had was scanned properly but also scanned improperly was that ever conclu con uh, concluded no it wasn't and the other thing was the duplicated originals i saw didn't have the new duplicated ballot and that's what it, that's what i was astounded because that's a violation right there this the federal standard is is when you duplicate a ballot that the original get marked with the duplication ID and those things be kept together. And that was one of the things, you know, as I was coming back and I watched your bonds, you know, my wife sent me the link and, and I watched it and he, and he was like shaking his head. Yes. Cause I'm telling you those, they, they, they have to be together. I could not validate it. So what really infuriated me is, is when the judge said that I admitted, I was asked a hypothetical that if a duplicated ballot, could be run back to the tabulator and counted. And, and I have to answer that from my technical knowledge in that. And based on that, the hypothetical, yes, it could happen. But that isn't what I saw. I couldn't validate that the ballots I inspected were done that way. Because See, here's they, the thing. They just tried to find software, Yes, yes. They, they, they basically set up the hose for the judge's rulings were based on on i'm not going to say totally flawed logic but uh, only only one perspective that could have happened and and he drew conclusions both on on, on mine and heather's testimony it, 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 it we're just incorrect we're just incorrect you know and i'm trying i'm trying to get to the attorneys the clarification and point out the flaw so you know on appeal they'll have something to work with yeah, so I can't help but like I can't gotta go back to that precinct thing because the difference between a vote anywhere center and a precinct is that a precinct, every single ballot, you might have a couple variations because of small races, but you might have two or three variations max in a precinct. Uh, you know, when I go to vote, yes. it's when I go to vote, it's the thousand people that live in my small community, you know, however many it is, we all vote at the same place. We all have the same ballot. So if there was a ballot definition error, you're going to have a hundred percent error. You know, every single ballot is going to have that same yeah. error. If it, so, so when you have 12,000 different ballots that can be voted at any one of these precincts and you just go in there and it prints it based on however your address is, uh, you have to actually go and look at every single ballot definition and find out. Which ones had the errors? Was it, you know, was this scanning issue, the 19 to 20 inch, was it uh -oh. exclusive to did one particular definition? And it doesn't yeah. seem like that's anything the judge did. Or, well, not that the judge did, but he didn't acknowledge that, I should say. He's making it sound like if one messed up in a precinct, everyone should mess up. Yeah, 
and, and, and that's where he's in, incorrect. And you're, you're absolutely right. I can tell you at my voting precinct, there are three ballot styles, three of them, because the way our school boards are set up and, and, and the borders, because, it, you know, when they have the, the precincts, you, you have to define and it could be the jurisdictions are different. And, it, and like I said, it could be the school board. It could be the county commission seats, the city council, all that. There's there's divides. And 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 they just this voting center stuff. And I love that. I wish I would have known, Brian, of that video with Jarrett back from the COVID things that you ran, because that him not answering that question. And believe me, I've saw it, especially when he first walked day two, when he walked in the courtroom, he went over and sat in that chair against that one wall and it looked like he was going to throw up. I mean, he looked that ill and sick. Right. But then as time went on, he sort of calmed down and and they obviously prepped him. I mean, when he quoted the, the section and paragraph numbers and page of the one, and it's funny, I wish we had the time to ask him, hey, so about these accessible voting devices that you list are, are to be used for emergencies, which if you had tabulators rejecting and printer issues you're trying to solve, why not use something that's got its own printer? Mm, I don't know, you know, and then and then their poll workers would think, hey, if somebody spoils their ballot more than once, you suggest to them that would they like to use the accessible voting device, which is the ICX for the Dominion stuff. You go over there, touch it on touch, and then it gets printed out. I'd be curious to see how those printed out, you know, but they they didn't. They deliberately disregarded their own manuals and procedures. And that and and you can't say that it wasn't intentional. Their plans, they went they went back to voting data from nineteen forty six and forty seven. They had two models they did, which helped them. They had the heat maps, so they knew where to put their supply depots and all this stuff. You don't plan to that detail and then forget to tell people, oh, hey, remember if you go to another post, first check out. They never said that, right? It came in one tweet by the vote center like mid-morning, and then they retweeted it. But in all the videos that, you know, Gates did and, and all this, they never mentioned that to check out or to use that accessible voting device. So why didn't you follow your plan? You know, you went to that kind of detail and you looked at all that. And then, then no mention of it. Gates said, oh, we never had this happen before. And then they to Jarrett, oh, well, it happened all the way back to the 2020 elections. You know, we've had it three times. Now this is the fourth time. And we're just now getting around to root cause analysis. When there's yeah. a trial. Two years later. Clay, I want to yeah. ask you, I want to ask you one more question about something that I just learned earlier this morning. And this is an article by Jordan Conradson over on the Gateway Pundit. And uh, he cites the the order on restitution, on, on paying back uh, you know, some of these fees and everything. And there was something really peculiar, a guy that I did not know about, Maxwell Schechter. And in the order it says, although he did not testify at trial, the choice of defendants to employ Mr. Schechter was based upon his qualifications and credentials to perform this duty, much as plaintiff's expert Clay Perique served as her chosen representative for inspection of the ballots. Why didn't they call Schechter. Now, I can, to refute your testimony, I can understand why the plaintiffs wouldn't because you don't bring anything in like that. Even if it is to confirm your testimony, he might mm -hmm. say something that case. But the defendants absolutely should have brought in their expert to re rebuttal what you said, but they didn't. Is there they a didn't reason bring any, why? They didn't bring any experts in at all. They didn't no. bring any experts in. Because I'm telling you what. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm telling you and, what. You, 
Macias is not an expert. He knows nothing about security. He knows nothing about chain of custody. You know, and uh, Brian, I love that you showed that thing of him at the bar. That was you're just dude. You're awesome. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Did you? Because that's what he is. Did you see that Ukraine thing? No, I didn't see that part. Put put it in the put. So I want to see it. All right, hold on. I'll send you the signal to Paula. All right. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Yeah, no, but because the thing is, is is I'm telling you, and he can say, and I know they accused Sean, you know, in in the federal case about how he hurt somebody's feelings. I'm going to tell you, I I don't care if I hurt his feelings. I'm telling the truth. He's a pay-for political hack. He knows nothing about systems. He knows nothing. He he wrote that chain of custody PowerPoint that he submitted, and they submitted his resume. his resume is nothing. I would not hire him. I'm telling you that. And I've hired a lot of security professionals in my time, right? Um, and, and, and the thing is, is he's, he, he just doesn't cut the mustard. And he, I'm telling you, he was reading. He was dead oh, out God. reading. They, he was spoon-fed. But why, spoon-fed. why? Okay, but why in the world did the judge not see it? How could we see it? And we were able to blow up. I was able to blow up his eyes. You could tell that there was something that was scrolling as he was speaking inside of his pupils. Now, I'm working mm-hmm. on getting it so that I can get to 100%. I don't know if we'll be able to based on the footage that we have. Yeah. But there's no question he was reading. So why is it that the judge, oh. when was asked the question, said he already wasted a minute and a half talking about it, move on? Why? If he wasn't in on it. Well, hold on. Before you answer that, wasn't he at the courthouse? Yes, that's that's been rumored, and I can't talk too much more about that. But there, okay, there are efforts to confirm. There are efforts to confirm. Now, let's just leave it at that. Okay, okay. But yes, <laughs> here, and and here's my thing. It was easy how with um, Mr. Recorder that we knew he was on vacation at his location, right? And um, and then we didn't his and and it's. And, and Joe, as far as the judge not seeing it, um, there was a comment made that, you know, you just don't know. There was probably a gun to his head, you know. And um, there's there's some other things we discovered as far as tracking and stuff that, that we didn't know was going on concerning us. So I'm just, it, it's a serious, and, and Joe, I, I know you know this for sure, you know, and um. It's, it's, it's a serious thing. And it's sad that you, you know, in your own home, in your own hometown, in your own country, that you've got to watch yourself like you're overseas, you know, and, um, it's sad to think that my situational awareness has to be, you know, like I'm back overseas or something. And it's, it's, it's just crazy, you know? Clay, it's it's the that feeling you get. And I've been I've been living this life for two years. I can't mm-hmm. step out of my car without driving around the parking lot more than once. Right? I can't I can't go anywhere without a gun. I can't live in a house that doesn't have thermal cameras. And by the way, at, at, there's people that come to my house that I don't say anything about. I just document that I got video of people coming to my house with binoculars and mm-hmm. sitting on the hill and all sorts of stuff. Right. It's it is it's it's sad that in this country, that's what it's come to is that evil has literally been able to. You said the gun to his head. I don't know if it's a gun to his head, but I knew before that case ever. I knew watching the trial, 
that that judge was not going to rule in Carrie Lake's favor. I, and I, and I said without a fact that was true. I said without a fact, Carrie Lake is going to lose this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody was like, Joe. And I'm like, I'm telling you. She lost it. Yeah. I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, especially when I finished the inspections and I came back and they got asked what I found. And uh, let's just say certain attorneys were jumping around like little kids and all happy. And they're like, why are you not excited? Well, first off, I knew I was going to find that. I had my plan and I asked for the things that we adopted. I had to adjust my plan because they are just that incompetent in far as maintaining control of those ballots and the records involved with them. And uh, I still, I knew, I found what I knew I was going to find. And this is part of my thing. So I'm going to present it. And you would think, and I saw a video, somebody compared my testimony to the atomic bombs dropping out there during tests. Because it is pretty damning. Hey, how do you have this 19-inch ballot that wouldn't be tabulated? And I provided the technical stuff that said, yes, a tabulator would reject it. And we have evidence from a tech, uh, from a troubleshooter, who they didn't let testify, right? Because it wasn't on the li- list. And, um, and and it confirmed. It baked my analysis and what could happen of a paper jam without paper being in it was verified by that troubleshoot. Because I actually asked the attorney if I could have a phone conversation and ask certain questions. And, and so I knew. And so I knew when I went to inspect those ballots, I, I was going to find what I found. And, and 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 there's no excuse around that. The only right. two technical ways that that could happen were intentional. Period. And so it's even if it's a, even if intent, which I thought was odd. They said you have to find that they intended to defraud the people, intended to create malfeasance. They lied on it's the stand. I'm sorry. It's not a criminal case, but intent. Here's my problem with the intent part. Who set that rule? And I keep looking through the law and I keep talking to lawyers, even lawyers that are left that I know are like, I cannot believe the judge ruled that way. Tracy beans wrote an entire deal on the fact that the judge not Mm -hmm. only aired, but decided to not even use any of the evidence in his decision-making. Now, you know, somebody actually shared it. I actually read it this morning. How? How in the world can we be at a place that we are right now? Have so, and, and the news came out, nothing burger. AZ Republic, mm-hmm. New York Times, everyone, nothing burger, nothing burger, nothing to see here. And we know it's a lie. Oh, yeah. We know it is. Yep. Well, we look, I, I, I mean, even when they... Look, even when they were doing the try, the, the hearing to dismiss, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it came out that, you know, because I am not qualified to work at Staples. I know nothing about printers at all, you know, and, and I have to admit this true. I've never worked at Staples. I probably could get a job there, you know, I mean, so, you know, you can't argue well, with that. But then, I would buy a Staples but just then so the I can hire before, you. <laughs> and the night before, though, all of a sudden, there was another submission to dismiss one of the expert witnesses. I'll give you a guess at who it was. You know, the very the 12th hour, they want somebody not to get up there and talk, right? And I wonder who that was. Oh, could it be the guy that did the ballot inspections that asked for the ruler and saw panic over everyone's faces? You know, I don't know. wonder who that guy was, you know? Oh. 
Hey, Clay, uh, speaking know? of wins so, that didn't make it, it was, what was the significance of Aaron Smith? Well, I'm, I'm saying he, but, you know, it's a transgender. And um, he, 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 one, he had the paper jams that did not have paper. He said he could have made the changes, right? They were that simple, and, he, and it just didn't make sense. And, and all the troubleshooting things, and he witnessed when it started, how it carried on, how it was not resolved. Oh, and did you hear my part about how he finally... His cleaning and all his troubleshooting following those procedures finally didn't work, and he had to get her the backup tabulator, and it was misconfigured. Oh, it's dropping all the ballots up in the front um, bin three area. It wasn't shooting them out in, back there to the drawers one and two where they should have been, even though they were tabulated. So ah, why are you going to recount them? How does that mess the numbers up? It, it, it's just to me... That and that's why they were going to call them right after me because it just validated everything that I said. And I really wasn't scheduled to go then, but Kurt lured Jarrett right where he wanted him, especially knowing what we knew about the ballots. And that's why he was so specific about saying image, an image on 20 inch paper, not the yeah, ballot nope. definition or anything else. So. It was one of the highlights of the trial for me was when they were when 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 Kurt was schooling him on on the terminology yeah. that he used. And and Jared, to be fair, Jared did throw in on day one, he did throw in ballot definition, but that's not what Kurt asked him. And that's not that you know, that's mm -hmm. not what he answered. It wasn't until much later in his in his dialogue, in his monologue, I should say, that he finally said, you know, ballot definitions. But uh Joe, did you get that that tweet about Macias? Macias? Yeah, let me grab it really quick. Keep talking. I'll grab it real quick. I just totally forgot about yeah, it. So, I got some videos so I want to play, too, when we get done. Well, the crazy okay. thing about that, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, is that it comes from December of 2018. And that's a really important time frame because when you see what the tweet is, which it'll come up here in a second, hopefully, uh, I could probably actually screen share. I think I signed into the version that I can screen share on. Nope, got it. Ready? Okay, there we go. All right, let's put it yep. up. Let's put up the picture if we would. It's the one from Apollo. 1034. EAC in Kiev. Tweet. The tweet. Here it comes. There you go. There we go. So it says last week, EAC, last week, I'm, I'm hearing a feedback. Uh, last week, EAC Gov, Ryan Macias was in Kiev, Ukraine. A panelist on the, quote, countering cyber threats to elections, key risks and policy issues for EMBs, end quote, panel at cybersecurity in the Ukrainian election conference. EMB stands for election management bodies. Now, the date on that is December 13th, 2018. Do you know what happened in December of 2018 in Ukraine? No. President Vladimir Zelensky announced his candidacy for president of Ukraine. No. That same month, literally, I think a week after the date on there, Zelensky announced he's running for president in Ukraine. I heard he's pretty good at running a washer. John Bolton admitted it, that we rig elections in other countries, and Ryan Macias, the fixer, goes over there to... to fix stuff over there yeah 
yeah, nothing to see here, folks. Why didn't he show up in no. the in the courtroom? Why was he not forced by subpoena to show up in the courtroom? I think it's because, like Clay because said, he, he's not an expert, and he would have choked if he didn't have something to read from. He was no. clearly reading. I I don't, Clay. Let me ask you a question: <clears throat> Is the are the machines fraudulent? In your opinion? Hell yeah. Look, th here's the thing. There's a whole debate over whether they were certified or not, but they modified the printers. They're into, look, we didn't even get into the print. Hey, there's a remote administration to change the configurations. That's that's one of the um, things on that Oki printer. Not to mention there's an, an unquoted um, service path vulnerability associated with that, you know, and this is what infuriates me because I go to very minute details on everything, you know, and when they ask me, do you, did you download the Arizona law? And, and I said, yes, well, actually I probably lied because I had my wife do it so she could consolidate it for me because I do reference it all. I started it. I gave her instructions. It got downloaded and I had it right. That's what I look at. I took the California BOD certification and read it, and guess what? They mandated that this, every, every network connection be sealed and covered, so it truly was a, a standalone, right? Yet, in Arizona, they connected up to that MoFi, and it's on a network, right? And exactly for probably the reasons they did it is because of the service that it provides with remote administration and it has vulnerabilities that you know aren't going to get patched because it's managed by the country of Japan anymore that they don't service the Americas. And I say Americas because I'm talking about Canada, South America, everything, right? North, Central, and South. And to me, critical infrastructure, again, having to rely on a foreign entity for its support is a big no-no. You know, and that's just specific to this one. If you got me started on ES and S and all the rest of them, we'd be here all freaking day. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com a company that puts its money where its mouth is love it get the augusta precious metals free gold ira guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement right well let, let's play a couple videos of you testifying because i think it's really important that we do this this first video um a1 is uh, blames voting on election day and implies uh votes would be would be counted this is you and liddy let's play cut a1 his leg, right here in this room, bona fide candidate for governor of the Grand Canyon State. 
hundreds of thousands of voters would love to have had her as the next governor. One of them chooses not to vote in the 26 days of early voting or mail-in voting or emergency vote center voting, but chooses to show up on election day, gets a ballot from a ballot-on-demand printer, and somebody either intentionally or inadvertently has hit the shrink-to-fit setting, and this 20-inch ballot paper comes out 19 inches. This voter fills it out. Carrie Lake, want her to be the next governor, throws it into the precinct tabulator. It comes out, goes into door number three, goes down to McTech. The much more sensitive tabulators, according to you, it would not count it. It would then go to duplication. It would be duplicated. Then it would be tabulated. Is that your understanding of the elections in Maricopa County? Your technical description is not possible. Clay, explain that to me and for the people listening. And, and, and here's the thing, and I wish the, the judge would have let me address the court to explain this. I have to explain the technical options. I can't say bias. I can't assume to say this was it unless there's 100 absolute percent proof. Right. I gave the two options and then he gives this crazy scenario that, oh, well, they accidentally bumped it. Like that's going to be first off, like whether it's the voter or the person working the system, that that's even going to be an option that's going to be on the thing. They're going to select from from the laptop, the control thing or it's sent directly from the site book or. EMS is Jared. I, I just think he was mistaken. Said it was sent to the printer because that's just ridiculous. I, I can't see that happening. But those things, it, it just doesn't happen at that level. It can't happen at that level, and that's what infuriated me. He, he and it's funny how he comes up with this on day one, and then all of a sudden with some twat things, and they say um, fit to paper instead of shrink to fit. Because it just goes to, oh, it was an adjustment that was done on the printer. Again, that's controlling the tray setting, and that's down levels at an administrative level into where you would have to have the uh, access. Somebody can't just bump up against it, and as he put his hand, you know, and people were telling me, oh, he just hit the easy button, you know, and they told me they were going to buy me one, so at least I feel like I worked at Staples. But, you know, and it was just ridiculous what he gave, and I couldn't answer it. And I can't answer that. It, it's just like on the audit. When they questioned the findings and they were beaten up, been caught and dug, you can't ask them to say evidence because you didn't provide them everything they needed to draw the conclusion. If you hide stuff, if you don't provide it, honest technical people can't, cannot answer the question. And, and that's why I couldn't. And, and I tried to argue with him because that scenario just cannot happen. It's, 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 it's impossible. The systems aren't designed that way. He was just reaching and grabbing and honestly, I think, setting up their excuse to where they could say it happened at the printer. Right. And that, and that was it. And again, that may have been a smoke screen. You know, they threw that smoke grenade out there. Hey, so this will keep if we say it's the printer and if anybody, if they make us look at the printers, we could come up with something there, but we're never going to look at the ballot ballot definitions. No, never, never those, never the ballot styles. 
Wait, I made, I made, I made the analogy. Oh, go ahead, Joe. If you got no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, Clay. Before we, before you came on, I made the analogy to Joe uh, that you know this case right here was the equivalent of walking into a crime scene and seeing the body on the floor with with bullet holes, and saying that okay, now we know that somebody's dead and we can confirm that it was murder. Uh, to, and, and the judge basically said, "Tell me who murdered it, but you can't look at anything else. You can't look at the murder yeah. weapon. You can't, you can't investigate the crime scene. You can't do anything else." So you guys proved that the body was murdered. If you had your way, Clay, what would be the next steps in an investigation to determine what happened, not just with the chain of custody, but also with the with the printers? What would the next steps be as a forensic investigator, you know, a cyber guy such as yourself? What's the next things that you would want done to, to verify what happened? We're, we're going to grab, grab those systems. We're going to extract and get every logs. We're going to make a forensic image, you know, so we've got valid valid stuff because two i i'm telling you here they've had too much time and that's what i kept relying to the attorneys there's a lot of time that's happened and and their 24 camera access and view of the systems doesn't always happen sometimes they have these glitches some cameras go down they all went down after the trial for some reason you know and and you lose visibility and and so there's no control there could be ten thousand things going on but you've got to go so like for me because if I got the image, hold, I know. hold on, Clay. I'm going to look. Hold on, Clay. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Hold on. Back up to something you just said right there. What cameras went down after the trial? All of them. Are you even the about, ones like, the that aren't publicly accessible? That's breaking hey, look, news. They, I'm telling you, and and it's the thing because they always say, "Oh, we got 24 seven." 24-7, they, they always stop that. Then they went down. Here's the other thing. The ballots were moved uh, during day two. And, because uh, you know, everything's publicly available, so you can watch and see. And, uh, and, and, and those ballots, and I'm only laughing, you got to forgive me, because they were supposedly sealed with the security seals, right? And, um, and that was the whole thing. That whole red tape and the seals, I'm, t I'm telling you right now, I can get in those boxes with those security seals and you never know it just because of the type of box and the way they seal it. They're not they're, And look, I've inspected and audited a lot of things and, and I have, I've helped physical facilities get their, 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 their classification authority, right? Where they were allowed to process classified data. So, you know, I, I look at everything. I, this is what I do. Every day that I do my day job, I'm looking, I'm auditing classified safes, I'm systems. You walk through the facility, you look for things. You look for cables that are plugged in that should not be plugged in because, you know, we have to look for insider threat. And, and they supposedly addressed it in one of their videos, right, where Jarrett and um, what's the other, the other joker, they're, they're answering questions. And they were asked that. And, they excuse, and the examples they give don't really address checking for insider threat. Right. They only gave some piecemeal stuff. They look, all it takes is one rogue person, you know. And so it was just it, it, it was astounding. And to see that, that the, learn that the ballots, because I was at court, I didn't learn until after they said, oh, yeah, they moved them, you know. And oh, really? That's weird. And then all of a sudden the camera feeds were all down. So. So who knows? Clay. Clay but trust them. Trust them. 
I went through I went through the the judge's orders, mm-hmm. and uh, there's another video that talks about shrinks to fit cannot be accidental, and the judge went like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you look at his ruling, it doesn't. It, it's like hello, hello, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. I can't see anything. It, it was it was that blatant, but you it was said literally on the stand. Here was it said. Let's go ahead and play if we can. A two. Yep. I was just saying what happens based on your testimony. So you're saying in that scenario, that voter who wanted to vote for Carrie Lake would never have that vote tabulated. Is that your testimony? My testimony is that a shrink-to-fit setting would rely at the application level, which would reside on the EMS, which Mr. Garrett just testified since the print job to the printer. Therefore, it can't be accidental as all the employees that man the EMS are trained. Whether it's accidental or inadvertent, I gave the two options, sir. Please allow me to ask the question out loud. He said overt or accidental. He didn't say on purpose, right? No. Clay, was it done on purpose? It had to. Look, you had to intentionally make those changes. Even, look, let's buy off, okay, there were three texts that actually violated law by modifying the systems that were tested and approved for the elections. All right, I'm not going to say certified because we know the ballot on demand printers. I'm not going down that road. So I'm going to accept all that. The three texts. And, and in the previous elections, what did they do with those texts? Did they ever charge them? Right? And, and here's what I'm saying. The changes were intentionally done. No matter which option you go to, that's not accidental. You don't change that. You can't. It's if you were going and you were clicking through stuff and you're in Adobe and you click and, and you checked a box by accident and then shrink the fit and, and you saw it, hey, that would work. And it goes through. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If it's a 20-inch image being printed on 20-inch paper, shrink the fit does absolutely nothing. Nothing. You know, and that's what just, that's what Liddy gets under my skin that way because he's, he gives he throws out anything that's complete ignorance, right? And um, but you know, it's a litty, so it's chaos. But, um, it's chaos. They create yeah. chaos. And in the chaos, and, and he was trying and I Yes, and, and here's the thing, he was trying to walk me down that path to where I'd say, Oh yeah, yeah, it could have been accidental. You know, but the thing is it's not accidental, it's an intentional change. Whether there was you know, malice involved, you, you can't get around that fact. Because, but I'm just, the fact that text, what was the issue that the text had to make that change for? What were they working? Uh, hey, the spottiness, the not being printed on the back side and the timing marks not going through and it being rejected, right? I mean, they mentioned other stuff, and they and they used Benacourt's thing about the check marks and the X's. Oh, by the way, those would be fed in. They would get rejected, and they would tell you that. And you can either have it go ahead and accept it, 
right, and drop it in door three, or you can go back, color it in, or you can spoil your ballot and start all over. That's that's those two things. Those are not really issues. Those are just called voters not following the instructions. You know, no offense to them, but you know, everybody's a user and users are stupid. So to include myself, right? Uh, so my thing with that is, is hey, so you go there. So the troubleshooters, the techs, are working at spotting this issue. Why are you going to try to shrink the image size and make the printer think there's 19-inch paper in there when there's 20? How does that fix it? I can understand shaking cartridges and cleaning the stuff and, and changing the jets and, and everything else and the corona wire. All that, that makes perfectly sense if it's spotted. And, yeah, it'll give you temporary. It will work temporarily, maybe. But here's the thing. Does the tabulator still meet its acceptance requirement? No. And even the text and where they listed that, they said they didn't get them back to where they should be. It worked for a bit, and then they failed. So you've got a certified component that doesn't meet its acceptance standard. It should be pulled, right, and then investigated and fixed, and then it gets recertified and put back out there. So, so here's a here's a big question for you. It's actually a really big question. Ready? Three hundred thousand ballots, two hundred ninety-eight thousand ballots. No chain of custody, no transparency. How is that not a bigger deal? And how did that not by itself become an invalid part of this in order to get to another election? How is that just that one piece of disenfranchising voters and and saying, oh, nothing to see here? How did that not get us a new election? How? Joe, 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 Joe. Did you not listen to Macias, the expert? Oh, yeah. That was just an administrative error. Just an administrative error. Oh, hey, we forgot to dot the I on this one form. You know, no big, come on, come on. Listen, <laughs> it's insane, Joe. There's no way. Even, even one violation in the chain of custody. Chain of custody has to be exact. You can't have accidental forgets, and to have that, and that, and I thought Kirk tried to drive that home on two hundred ninety. Would you consider, you know? And he he just went off on a tangent. It's it is no way that that that's why I said, and I I think I told Brian last night. To me, Heather's testimony was a lot more damning than than mine, and I even included, you know, the chain of custody and her concerns, and you know, the like they followed procedures. The vulnerabilities involved, yeah, all that stuff for me is good. I found it, you know, and then they admit the next day, oh, well, this has went on, and this is the fourth election now, and, uh, you know. And then, oh, root cause analysis, but then when he's crossed back by his side, he, he tells the attorney, oh, yeah, it's just a common hiccup. We know what caused it. It was a text. No big deal, you know. Why the heck are you doing root cause analysis? That's what, you know. It's just, it's bull. It's bull, Joe. It's all bull. His own testimony was contradictory up and down. Sorry. No, I'm just saying it was contradictory testimony up and down by Scott Jarrett. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And from one day to the next. The 200 and something, 90,000 votes, were they taken away? Were some added? We have no idea. No idea at all. And it's funny how the procedures are a little bit different on election day when a certain type votes, you know? Just crazy. All right, Clay, million dollar question. How do we fix it? 
I know what you're saying. We get rid of all the machines. Yeah. Yeah. We get rid of all the machines. Look, like I say, I pray this all the time. And and now I am going to make sure that I also pray for courage because I used to do that. I put it on the prayer list with my life group at church to pray for the judges in our country. I, I want one of them to have the courage to do what's right, to fulfill his his oath that he took or she took to let this evidence come out. Because once we crack it, because I've, I've seen it everywhere and I can't unsee it. I've known the flaws could be there. I've known how messed up all these systems are. And believe me, I've looked at over seven different vendors. Everything out there is garbage. And, 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 and I've known it. And now there's evidence that they're abusing it. And this is red and blue. You know, it's my state. It's, it's, it's the Republicans that the people don't want, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's agitating. But I, I just pray for that because once it cracks, it's, it's going to crumble and, and then we'll start taking back, you know, and, and we've got to do it. And I pray we do it this way, you know, and I, and I hate, but I can tell you a lot of the people that support these attorneys and are doing this for free, you know, giving up their time to do what's right coming from other states, you know, we've even got support from overseas from a person who does a lot of analytical stuff. She busts her butt on this stuff. Matter of fact, that's how I've learned about the the, the different image files. That's where I got one picture from, you know, and, and that's because people care, you know, because this country is supposed to be a big lot. And I just hope that we can do it because people are honestly looking to that. I hate to say it. A lot of people are saying, if the, if the courts are going to be corrupt, what else do we have to do? You know, you go from the First Amendment to the second. And I, yeah. and I don't I, I don't want that. And, and I got to tell you something, Clay. We don't even need it. We don't yeah. we don't we don't need it. And we don't need to go from the first to the second. We, so so violence begets violence. Yes. And we ha- when when they were violent against us with BLM and Antifa, we had our chance to be violent. They have a violent action. We have a violent reaction. Right, it's called consequences. But yes. when there, when there's, when there's a lull, and I'll, I'll use January sixth as an example, they were talking about January sixth back in October of 2020. Insurrection. They were using all of those terms. They knew that they had a playbook. Our playbook is really simple. And again, I, I, I was getting really excited. Then I was like, you know, why get excited? Why get yourself all boiled up and angry? You can, you can have that contention, but we have something they don't have. We have the truth. And before we get to the second amendment, we have to speak truth, not just know truth. And if you don't speak truth, but you know truth, and then you go to the second amendment, you're actually wrong. Okay. So the, the, the way that you, the way that you get, the way that we get to a place where we don't have to have violence or that it's a reaction to their violence, because at this, I'm going to tell you that if somebody comes to my house, if somebody comes to my house to do harm, they better make peace with God. And if they don't believe in God, I'd tell them to hedge their bets because I'm going to put them in a hole, period. But I don't go yeah. out there looking for that. If they come to us, and they start violence. They throw one rock, one can. I, I often said it. 
the first person to throw it, you're all complicit. You're all, it's like the crime where you yeah. go in and rob a bank and there's four people and then somebody gets shot and killed and all four are charged with murder, right? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, you all showed up to do violence. The first person that throws a can, you all are going to get violence, right? You're going to get what you give. Mm-hmm. But right. until we get to the place where we speak truth, we're actually in the wrong because we're not using what God gave us. And that is the ability to be biblical, the ability to stand up for what is right and speak truth at every front. That goes to transgender. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if a person says that they're transgender, Clay. I'm sorry. But that's a dude. That's a dude. And I'm going to call him sir. And he's going to be, you can call me she. And I'll be like, no, sir. I'm sorry that you you can live your lie. You can draw cross-dress. And dress up like a woman. You can even call yourself a woman. But I will not perpetuate your lie, and I don't have to live in your lie. That's the same thing we talk about with election fraud. They're trying to shame us into not speaking about election fraud, not speaking about what you're speaking about, Clay. They're not giving you an audience. How many, oh. how many Washington Post or, or New York Times have called you for an interview? All New York Times called and left a, left a message, but I was in the middle of you know, a court case, so I wasn't responding. And two... You know, I I hear you. And you know what they would do? They would twist it. They would yeah. manipulate it, right? They would get what they wanted. I prefer to talk to true investigative journalists like Brian, you know? And um and it, it and I hear you. What I will say though is, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people getting frustrated and they talk that. Yeah. Right. But there are like one of the groups out there, immediately all they wanted to do was start start their their I'm not going to say political, their, um, their communications effort to get the clips out there, to get, oh, wait, here's the counting telling you that this happened in three previous elections. They never did mention you during election day when you're frustrated. They're just telling you, hey, go drive two miles, right? What if you walk to that boat center, right? What if you took the, your car was on E when you went to that one boat center? And then they're telling you, and and yes, you can ignore all the options for a person, right? But when they have the option to choose and want to go in and see their vote, and it's still, I don't think it's really counted because it's going into a black box. But if they want to run it in and see it and get the green check mark and say your vote counted, that's that's what they deserve. You don't tell them, put it in a box, go back to Central. This is the way we want it. Oh, by the way, you should have been doing mail-in all the way anyway. Because you're, you're just an idiot. And, and I'm just telling you, that's the thing. They're going to push out the stuff like that because they do want to spread it. And there are a lot of people. I can just tell you, there are a whole lot of people that are getting frustrated, especially with the judicial system. And, and, I, and I'm 100% with you. I, we should not go that way. The Lord tells us not to be that way. And we should keep preaching the truth. You know, it's just getting it out there and, and, and having people... You, you know, share it. And that's, that's why, believe me, I made time to do this today. And I'm, you know, I apologize for a little late. I'm probably going to get in trouble with my commanding officer as I'm a little bit over the time she wanted me to be, but you know, uh, Brian, I saw this murder. You know, you know who runs the house. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. We all, we all yeah, know. We all know. We all know. I got one so, yeah. So anyway, I, I mean, I hear you and you're right, Joe, and that's what we should do. And people have to continue to talk, and they have to continue to share their information. They they need they need to put. Uh, hey, you know, if you're going to tweet or text or anything else, hey, send let 
links to these rumble channels and everything else that goes on, you know, because this, to me, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm, this is where I get my news and my information because I know it's going to be truthful. It's not going to be some lie and it's not going to be tainted, you know, and, and that's, and it's, and that's the way it has to be. And, but, but I'm with you, brother. I, I want this to be done peacefully. You know, because that's that's the way God wants us to do it. And we just have to keep doing it. And you're right. We're guilty. If we don't keep preaching, we're guilty. Well, I'm not saying that it won't come to that. I'm just saying yeah. that if we run from the First Amendment, which is the freedom to what? Speak. Assemble, speak, speak. everything. Yep. Right? Yep. So yep. We're, we're yep. walking past freedom of speak because we don't want to speak because we're afraid they're going to they're gonna bully us. They're going to use words to bully, intimidate, and and threaten us. We're going to run past that, so we're going to think it. We're not going to speak it because they say we can't, and then run straight to the Second Amendment. There's, there's nothing godly about that. Now, if we're speaking it, no, no. If, if we're speaking it, the truth, and we are unrelenting in that, and then they take shots at us, right? Then it's on. And that, by the way, is biblical. And God says, you know, there yeah. is a time to lift up the righteous sword, but it comes it's after horrible. you speak truth. And, and I agree, and, and, and I'm with you. And, and the sad thing is, is uh, they they drastically underestimated our side. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of us <laughs> that are on the right that in the right of truth, is what I'm saying, but are well versed in the Second Amendment. You know, I've I seen a couple of things in my yeah, y'all believe me, I. Throughout the age of 21, I already had two combat action ribbons, you know, before I turned 21. So, I mean, I'm, I, I know if it gets to that, I know who's going to win. And um, anyway, but I, I do not want it to go there. I didn't spend over two decades in a uniform to, to have this happen at home. Yeah. You know, I went places and did things for people to have an inkling of the rights and the freedoms that we have. Because if you don't mind, I'm going to get on my soapbox Dude, you know, um, for a second. I've always believed in a free internet, whether there's bad things on it or not, or stuff that shouldn't be seen, because it's free. It's like our country. We have to tolerate our neighbor, even though he may not or she may not see or view the things that we don't. But this is our thing. Our country was founded on Christian principles. And the thing that God made us different from the other creatures of this earth is he gave us the, cho the, the choice, the freedom of choice for us to choose. And, we, and if we shine this light here, on, in, in it's going to open the truth to people. And I hope they see the brighter light because the choice they have to make is to, to realize that, hey, if I accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that's my way to God. And, and, and that's the true truth. And, and that's a freedom that we have to make that choice. And a lot of people won't make it. I mean, I've read the book from front, from the beginning to the end, and some are, and you know, and all I can do is pray for them. But, but what makes our country what it is, is because we allow that for all people. Have we have a dirty past? And yes. But guess what? We're all sinners. And, and we've had the grace of God sacrificing his son for us to give us a way to be forgiven, you know, and that's what we have to do. And, and, and I'm with you. Well, I, 
all this craziness that's going on that we know violates what's true to our faith, hey, we're to tolerate it. We're not to accept it, you know, but we're to tolerate it, and we're to live that way. And that's what makes this country great. And I'm telling you, um, working this effort in all the states and all the people, I truly know we have the numbers and we have the heart. And that's that's what keeps me motivated. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm... I'm privileged and honored and humbled to work with some of the, the, the people that support this stuff. They're, they provide their time and their effort and, and everything to do the truth. Do they ask a lot of questions because they don't understand the technical stuff? Yes, but, the, but their heart is there because they want what's right for all of us. And, um, and that's it. And I just, I just feel that's the fight we have to do because that's what our country's about. It's about the freedom of individual freedom for us to choose. And hopefully we, we do make the right choices. Amen. Right, I'm stepping down now. I'm sorry. No, it was a great soapbox. Um, we're, we're out of time, but I want to give you both uh, a chance to kind of round us up. And then, Clay, if you're okay, I'd like to pray for both of you and pray for our country. So, um, But I'll, sure. I'll give you the final word, and then Brian, I'll, or Brian, I'll give you the final word, and then, Clay, I'll give you the final word. I think uh, this case revealed a lot. I think um, a lot of people woke up because of this case. And I think that we need to get the analysis of what happened after the fact. We need to get it out there better and not let people like or, or outlets like Politico and MSNBC and CNN control this narrative that the judge dismissed it and said there's nothing to see here because that was incredibly far from the truth. Despite the judge, you know, not acknowledging a lot of the stuff, he still never said anything of that sort. Uh, so I think it's really important that we share stuff like this, like Clay's testimony, like Clay talking about this after the fact, uh, you know, more analysis from other attorneys who are looking at this case and saying, what the crap, what the heck happened here? What is this? This is not, this is not accurate. This is not, this is a civil case, not a criminal trial. Why are we focused on malicious intent? Why is that a thing? And how is, you know, ignoring this in three previous elections, not malicious intent, I mean, at what point does it become malicious intent? Does Scott Jarrett have to say, hey, guys, we're going to do this to cause long lines. We're going to do this to disenfranchise voters and make people go home on Election Day. That's the only I mean, if that's the standard for malicious intent, then continue stealing elections. In fact, as GOP, as conservatives, maybe we need to get involved in that and we need to get out there and start stealing elections and just say human error whenever it happens. Of course, I'm not pro pro promoting stealing elections, folks. I want the people's voice to be heard. But until we get rid of uh, this, this standard that this judge just you know, touted out there to everybody about malicious intent. I mean, get move on from that. You know, I can't wait to see the appeals on this. I'm looking forward to it. And Clay, God bless you. God bless Kurt. And God bless everybody else on your team. Brian Blem, Heather Honey. God bless all of you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Clay. Yeah. Hey, it, everything Brian says is spot on. And, and here's what we've got to do. We've got to nap. The best thing about this, I mean, we, well, a couple of important things. We learned Clay's not qualified enough to work at Staples. But second, we now have evidence. We have written testimony. We have video proof. And we need to flood everywhere. You need to take the snippets and, and tweet them out, send them out, text them out, post them on your Facebook if you're still on that crazy plat. You know, 
everywhere we can, we have to do the publicity campaign to let people see the truth. Because people aren't stupid. They're going to see this. And, and if I can, one example, and this is how I told Barris that, hey, you know you're doing good because you kept asking to see your report. And notice how the attorney, she didn't want to put it up there. Because once you put it up there, the whole world's going to see it. And they realize, this guy knows his math. He did it correctly. It's the same thing. It's like I told Heather. The reason they keep objecting to you is because they do not want your mouth to open and speak the truth. That's why they're so mean. They did that to me in Montgomery. And so that's it. So we have to get on our publicity campaign. We have to take all these snippets. We have to show everything. We have to put it out there. And we and we have to beat it home. Because if, if we say it enough, maybe we'll get people to open their eyes. Because they can say a lie long enough and then people just accept it. You know, so that's that's what we've got to do, because to me, Joe, you were right. We, we got to stick this on the First Amendment and keep pushing this because that's the way God wants us to do it. Absolutely. Well, I have to tell you that uh, speaking truth is, comes with a whole lot of consequences. A lot. Yes. It comes with a lot yes. of sacrifice. And, um, you know, they, they mock you and they spit on you. Well, they don't spit on me because I will literally knock every tooth out of their mouth. <laughs> But they they spit on people. And by the way, that if anybody spits on you, I just want you to know it's a biological weapon. You are allowed to retaliate because they can spit on you a second. They could have AIDS. They could have all sorts of problems, right? I'm just telling you. Look, I mean, I'm just uh, saying. Somebody spits uh, on look, you. I, I know how to handle myself if somebody touches me wrong anyway. Look, I, I talk close combat in Marine Corps. You Let's know, go. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite able to dance, as I used to call it. You Absolutely. Know? But knowing how to dance and dancing, you, you tell people, you warn them up front, like, hey, listen, and as nice as possible, I'm just telling you that if you feel froggy, go ahead and leap. But, but beyond that, we, we, talk about, we, we talk about where we are now and all the evidence that we have, and now we collect that evidence over the last two years and the consequences that we're up against. I can't help but say to myself, something's on the horizon. I think 2023 is gonna be a year of reckoning. 2022, I thought was going to be crap. I was like, you thought 2021 was bad? Hold my beer. <laughs> 2022 is going to be really bad. And it was. It was bad because, again, more of the same. Refined, but more of the same and more lies. And, and now the, the revealing has happened in 2022. And I think the people are going to start mm -hmm. looking for, they're going to start looking for reconciliation of what people have done in our, in our government and in our country and, and what they've, created because right now we have an illegitimate government structure at every level in every state in the nation we don't have we don't have a, a government apparatus that is even remotely driven of the people for the people by the people at any level you can't trust it and the judges and the the the, the judiciary is compromised and it's broken so we, i think 2023 is going to be a year of reckoning and i you know i, I pray that it, it it ends without violence but i'm not committed to the fact that it will Right, can't say that it will. With that said, I want to say thank you to both of you before I pray for you and say thank you for the selfless sacrifice that you've made. Thank you for the commitment. Thank you for the stamina. Thank you for the resiliency. Thank you for the truth. I don't think anyone, everyone understands that being an ambassador of truth is it's it's not a it's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. So I do want to say thank you. And now, if I could pray for you, I'd love to be able to do that. Father God, thank you for these two great men. Thank you for the balance 
Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the courage you've bestowed upon them. Thank you for putting them on this path, Father. And thank you for allowing me to stand shoulder to shoulder with these men. Thank you for the teams of people that work behind them and next to them and in front of them. Thank you for the commitment for, for the lawyers that have given up tirelessly to pursue truth. Thank you for Mike Lindell, Father. Thank you for Tina Peters. And thank you for the people that have stood up despite the persecution that they feel. Thank you for them, Father. Thank you for Elon Musk. Thank you for his courage to stand up and tell us the truth about what was happening behind closed doors at Twitter. Despite the fact that they are going after him with, with everything they have, thank you for allowing us to be able to get past some of the lies by revealing it to people and waking people up all over the country. Father, I would just ask a special blessing over Clay Parik and his family. I would ask that you guard his heart and his mind and his family and his home and his health. Father, I would ask you to bless his finances. I would ask you to bless his relationships. Father, I would ask you to give him patience in the midst of everything he's dealing with. And Father, I would ask you to give him the wisdom to be able to lead from the front courageously, knowing that that is what it's going to take is many courageous, good men. Father, I would ask you to put a special blessing over Brian, that you would bless his pen. You would bless the work that he does as a journalist. You would bless his podcast. You would bless his family. You would protect and guard his heart and his mind, Father. I would ask you to give him discernment and the wisdom to be able to put in his mind those words to paper that people can read them and wake them up. Father, I would ask you to give, give him the ability to reach in and talk to those people who are that, that the message hasn't reached, to expand the reach and open up the rivers so that truth can flow through to every part of our nation and around the world. Father, help us that we may all be a beacon of light, that we may be an example of what courage is, and that we may walk that courage, not just talk that courage. Father, I would just ask you to put a blessing upon the people that are listening and even the people that aren't. I would ask you to give them the strength to stand up. I would ask you to take away any hopelessness that might be in their heart. And I would ask you to give them the tools that are necessary so that they can stand shoulder to shoulder, that they can set aside petty differences and get to what we need to do in restoring our nation and restoring our community. Father, we know that this is a, this is a place of restoration and we need to restore you to our society. We need to bring you back into our schools. And Father, I would just ask you that we may be unrelenting and focusing on that restoration and focusing on truth, Father. Father, I would ask you to get in the hearts and change the hearts of those men and women who are consuming evil, who are consuming those things that are destroying our nation. Father, I would ask you to protect those most vulnerable. And I have some bold prayers about getting rid of drugs and solving poverty and homelessness. And, and Father, I don't, I don't, that's on, that's on the list of things to get done. Father, I would just ask you to pull back the veil and show us absolute truth and help us that we may be able to help each other in getting through the evil that has consumed our government apparatus and our societies. I ask for all these things humbly and boldly, Father, in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
Gentlemen, I, I uh, hope to do this again. I hope that someday in the near future, hope's not a strategy, but it is definitely something I hold in my heart that soon we get to have a get together, uh, you know, a reunion. Celebration. A celebration where everyone can take to the streets and yell, thank you, Lord, for saving not just our nation, but saving the world. Thank you for helping us defeat evil. And so I just want to thank you for your part in that. I know it's a hard road, but we're on it. And we knew that this road was going to be harder, and we chose it anyway. And that's, that's what I think, what sets it apart. So God bless you both. Yeah. Amen and Semper Fi, Clay. Yep. Yep. Semper Fi. Hey, and God bless you, Joe. You know, you, you've been in this fight, too, for a long time. And it's, it, it's much appreciated. I, I tell you, it's, it's an honor, and that's why I fit it in, to, to be able to sit and talk with you guys. And I do hope we can meet face-to-face sometime, you know. Soon, hopefully. God bless you both. Yep. Ryan and Clay. You know, uh, these men, uh, you know, I'm not sure that if I didn't have the prayer twice a day that I could start my day or finish my day in such a way that I felt like I was staying focused. So I'm going to just put it on you that you have to focus as well and you have to become an ambassador of truth and you have to speak that truth. The leftists are rapists. They've raped us of our dignity, tried to rape our children. They've done things to our, our children that are unspeakable. They've lied, cheated, and stolen everything that is sacred to us. And they've done so out in the open. So it's your obligation to come to a place where you can stand up for the people around you. And yes, these are the same people that would step over your dead body and just continue on their way. They're not people that would selfishly or selflessly serve. And they're not people that frankly would care about you if you needed them. But see, that's not, that's not the litmus test by which you should operate. You operate by the litmus test of God. And that Jesus says that you have to walk the walk and talk the talk. The faith without works is dead. Because you're a believer and because you know the Lord, you don't, have, you don't have a choice. If you chase the dollar, you will die by the dollar. If you chase the Lord, soon he will give you all that you deserve. But it's not going to be without sacrifice. So God bless you all. I'll see you guys tonight at 4 o'clock. Thanks again to Brian and Clay. And... Um, After this show, pray, and then go speak a little bit of truth, because you are the only thing that will save this nation and save the world. God bless you. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, 
you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.